Thank you for making Alpha Direct Agency a great place to work. I enjoy coming to work and dreaming big about ways we can all enjoy work. I am grateful for each person and how you make us a dynamic company. It is my desire that we continue to build the best workplace and that the experience will impact all our lives for growth and happiness in every way imaginable. Thank you for making the Alpha Direct Agency a great place to work. Hello there. Welcome to the Recode Podcast. This podcast exists to support the stories and the content of my new book titled Recode, Eight Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Emmanuel Osuya, and this is the Recode Podcast. By the way, this podcast is brought to you by Alta Media Inc., Thanks for watching. Today, I want us to talk about purpose. I believe purpose is a superpower. Having purpose so clear that you know exactly what it is that you want your company to accomplish. Having purpose so clear that when you add employees to your company, you can express the purpose so clear that they can buy into it. Where does purpose begin? It begins right at the top. You need to have purpose so clear, it is visible, it can be felt even in your mission statement. At Alpha Direct Agency, our mission statement is to create a work environment where employees feel inspired and challenged to grow. You can go to our website and read the rest of it, but we always have that clarity of purpose for everything we do through the company. I have a consulting company um, and with the consulting company, I help other business owners kind of organize their business, structure things, and just make sure the ship is moving in the right direction. One day, one of my clients said to me, I hate this employee. She always leaves exactly on time. As soon as it's five o'clock, she's ready to leave. And I asked her, why is that a problem? And she went on to express to me, um, because she's always in a rush. She doesn't stay one extra minute. So I wanted to know a little more. Why does it upset you that the employee leaves on time? I asked her a few questions. Does she arrive on time? She said, yes. I said, so why shouldn't she leave on time? At the end of our conversation, I realized that somewhere in my client's mind, she owns the company and also the employees in it. No, you own the company, but not the employees. The more you learn to inspire your employees rather than expire them, the more they will want to be around your company. Inspiring them is breathing life into them. I believe employees should come in for the day get the work done, go home at the end of the day and still have some life to share with their families. When it's time to go home, give them their life back. In Recode 8 Mind Hacks for the Small Business Owner, 
I go into detail expressing some of my other ideas I gave to my clients to try. I also expressed to her the importance of getting rid of the hate emotion because she literally said to me, I hate that this employee always leaves on time. So remember, you own the company, but not the employees. Inspire them, not expire them. In Recode, I express the concept of purpose being a superpower this way. And just permit me to read it. Having a purpose is like having a superpower. Giving your team a purpose is aspirational. The ability to have everyone show up every day and work toward the same goal is the superpower of superpowers. And you can do that with a clear purpose. With a clear purpose, you can achieve the superpower of superpowers just by having a clear purpose. One day, I was sitting and waiting to discuss with another broker in the Bronx, and I was looking forward to doing some business with him. But as I sat in the hallway, they had a team meeting going on um, really close by. I was sort of eavesdropping uh, on that meeting. And at the end of the presentation, when the manager finished, he asked the question, he said to the team, does anybody have any burdens, any questions, anything on their minds they'll like to uh, uh, express? And one of the employees raised her hand and she said, she does not feel appreciated in the workplace. And as soon as she verbalized that, another employee echoed the same. Now there were about three employees that shared the same sentiment and I could see one of them already started to tear up. And this was interesting. I was waiting to see how the manager will handle. But his response shocked me. He said to the employees that he cannot believe that they don't feel appreciated because every Friday when they get their paycheck, that's an appreciation. No. Paying your employees is not a sign of appreciation. They have earned their pay. By paying them for the work they've done, that is not a sign of appreciation. You appreciate them by doing things or you show appreciation by doing things above and beyond the expected. Grab a copy of Recode. I give a lot of other examples in there. But I just thought to share that story with you. Because a lot of times when you start your small business, there are no guidelines, there are no resources. And so some of us business owners make things up as we go along. And sometimes these things are the very reasons why we can't keep the employees and we wonder why. Another thought I express in the book Recode is this idea of treating employees like family. No, don't treat them like family. Because we all know many times family does not get the best treatment. So that sentiment uh, and mindset of, oh, you should work here because I treat my employees like family. And what's interesting, many times when I ask a client of mine, I say, or a friend, uh, business owner, I say, what does that mean? You treat them like family. They say things like, oh, I buy them a cake for their birthday. Um, I let them come in late. I let them take a day off here and there. Doing things ad hoc without any purpose. It's very difficult to define all of that as treating them like family. It's very difficult to have the employee feel appreciated 
when you just do random things. No. It's important to have a purpose, then all the actions you take are driven by that foundation of a purpose. So rather than treat them like a family, I'll give you one of the tips in the book, and you can read the rest for yourself. That is, treat them like you want to be treated. Rather than treat them like family, treat them like you want to be treated. I've heard many employers say the reason they don't hire fast is because people never stick around. And then they waste all these resources training them. And so I know business owners who hire people and because of that mindset that they expect them to leave, they don't train them. They don't even bother to have an onboarding process or a training process. And months later, if you're lucky, no surprise, they're gone right back where they came from. Well, guess what? They went somewhere to another company that's better organized, has a better purpose, that the leadership is purposeful about their company and the choices they make. So before you make a decision to hire and not even train your employees, try this other mindset. Tell yourself they might not leave. And if you realize they might not leave, would you like them a year, two or three in to still have no skills? to still not be able to help customers, to still need your help and a lot of hand-holding to get things done on the computer? No. So if your mindset expects them to be around, guess what? You'll put the proper training in place. And it's been discovered that 70% of people that get trained stick around. So the more training you provide, the better the chances that the employee will stick around with your company. I understand it's time-consuming, to train or hire and watch that revolving door. Well, change the purpose, change your mindset, redefine your expectations. Because if you expect that that employee is gonna be here a year, two or three from now, I promise the way you approach, the way you train, the way you hire, the way you onboard, the way you interview, even the way you exit them from the company will be purposeful and it will make all the difference. I have friends who say to me, this should be a slam dunk. I offer the highest pay. I take whatever their average pay is for that position and I add another 25%. That's it. Doesn't get better than that. You want money? I'm giving you money. Well, fast forward a few months later, <laughs> one of my friends says to me, I'm paying this guy so much money and he's asking me questions. I don't want to answer any questions. Figure it out. Well, yeah, that's usually what happens when you think overpaying is a formula for retaining employees. Not necessarily. You know, interesting fact, there's a survey that asks employees to rank things in order of importance, including pay, relationship with the boss, uh, proximity to home, things like that. And it's incredible that relationship with the boss ranks really high. You would think pay is number one. It seldom is. And that's been going on. That survey has been going on for more than three or four decades, as far as I know, and somehow pay still not ranked number one. That should tell us something. So dear business owner, don't fall for it. Offering the highest pay does not guarantee you a better employee. By the way, when you advertise in a job posting that you're offering the highest salary, you know what you get? You don't necessarily get better candidates. You just get greedier candidates. You get the candidate that wants the most money, not necessarily the most committed or 
the most talented. You just get the one who wants more money. Many times that's not necessarily what you want. Also, don't hire the best and the brightest. There is a book titled Work Rules, written by Laszlo Bach. In the book, he talks about their hiring practices at Google. He talks about how their goal was simply to hire the brightest people, the most intelligent. And they found that that system is flawed for two reasons. One, they end up taking somewhere between eight and nine months before they hire a person. So the interview process was just drawn out. Second, they also found that that method was very subjective. You're meeting someone for the first time. You cannot objectively say whether the person is smarter than the interviewer or not. You cannot objectively say for sure that just because they're so smart on paper, therefore that equals a better performing employee. And so he admits in the book that over time they have changed those guidelines and they've stopped looking for the best and the brightest and they've sort of shifted some of those parameters. So don't fall for it. You're not looking for the best and the brightest. What I recommend is that you create your own brand of good people, but it comes back to purpose. You have to have clarity about what it means to be a good person. You see, many times we're very generic. Oh, this is a good employee. Oh, I'm looking for good people. Well, good people don't walk around with a sign on their head, correct? Well, why don't you shift that mindset and create good people? You see, to label, brand, or identify someone as good or not good, you have to know what constitutes a good person. See, a good candidate for a bakery may not be a good candidate for a mechanic shop. A good candidate for a sales position may not be a good candidate for service position. As we know, salespeople typically have A-type personality all across the spectrum. You could find someone with a really mellow personality who's still a great salesperson. At the same time, the person who has a lot of patience in dealing with customer service may not be best suited for sales. They may be better suited for service. So sometimes you're looking for good people, but the reality is you have great people in the wrong responsibility or the wrong job description. So take responsibility as a business owner. Have a clearer purpose for who you're looking for, what role you need them to accomplish. I say in the book that a job description is like a power tool. If you know how to use it, you can accomplish great things. Start with a job description, be clear about the skills you're looking for to fill a specific role, even before you do a job posting. It makes it a lot easier for you to identify exactly who you're looking for when they're sitting in front of you. I can go on and on and on, different stories like this that we've been able to experience at Alpha Direct Agency because we went back to the drawing board to become more purposeful, to design job descriptions with a purpose knowing exactly what position we wanted to fill, what kind of training they needed to take. And so we were better equipped and prepared. So as soon as the employee came on board, there was a process to move them somewhere. Many times we actually wanted an employee or a candidate to be an expert in a department. And we're like, hey, we want you to be the best, the homeowner champion. So we'll train you more than everybody else on the team for that specific product line. And so you emerged a specialist 
And then fast forward many years later, you're quoting and binding and closing deals, explaining coverages to customers faster than anybody else. So these are just some of the thoughts on my mind today. And I just want to remind you, be purposeful. Purpose is his superpower. Thank you for joining me today on this second episode of the Recode Podcast. Remember, copies are available on Amazon.com and everywhere books are sold. The audiobook should be out shortly. And please like, subscribe, and share. We hope to bring you more guests and to share more insights to make your company a great place. Thank you.